Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, we're going to do something a little bit different today. I don't know how different. It's, it's different. Let's just say that. But it's good to be here. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Todd Huff. Email, as always, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. And we're streaming on social media. For the time being, we're not streaming on YouTube. I don't think yet. We're still in YouTube timeout um, for asking questions. YouTube does not approve approve of my asking. But um, you know, this is just the world that we live in, a company that is supposedly there to help with the defending of American democracy won't even let questions be asked. But anyhow... We're on Freedom 95 Podcasters. No matter where you're listening, we welcome you uh, to this program. I want to today, so I have been, um, I guess, preparing for uh, something today that has just kind of gotten my mind. I don't want to say in a different place because I'm always thinking about these things and it, it I guess it comes out as we're talking about other issues. But I don't talk about it directly necessarily sometimes. And I think I need I think I need to do this. This is this is by the way where the idea of our conservative not bitter university comes from. And it's why we've started uh, some classes in this kind of online training academy where folks can Become better, as I say, be better, not bitter, right? Basically, the idea is this. We have, we have in this country, we have this, we've reached a crossroads. And, and there are two diametrically opposed ideologies in America today. And you can compare and contrast quite easily between these two diametrically opposed political ideologies. Now, this is not just political but it finds itself this this battle finds itself being waged on the political battlefield this first begins culturally it's a cultural battle and culture drives politics not the other way around although there's certainly politicians who want to drive culture a certain direction there's no doubt about that but culture drives politics culture drives drives politics and that's really what we're uh, where the tension, the angst, the difficulties exist in this country today are they they start culturally. They they start with an individual's worldview, and you know we have diametrically opposed worldviews. Truly, we have people who want the antithesis, or they think they want the antithesis of what you and I desire. I think that they're simply misled. I think that they don't understand human nature. I think that they are believing a fairy tale 
the folks who believe that government can solve all problems, right? The people who believe that anytime there's a problem, we got to get the government involved, the government gets its experts together, the government convenes some commission, it takes months and months, if not years, for this commission to meet, and they come up with some report that's often full of gibberish. That's why, this is one of the reasons why, just one of the reasons why, just one, this January 6th commission thing is so ridiculous and absurd to me. But again, it's about political, uh, it's for political consumption, it's to appease uh, the group who has bought into the narrative that there was an actual coup, an attempt to overthrow the United States government on January 6th, instead of seeing it for what it was, which was, a, which was bad, which was bad what happened on January 6th. But the idea that our nation was in risk of tumbling that day is, is patently absurd. There was no... That is not what this was about. It was a group of, well, I don't want to get into that specifically. But my point is, is that for the crowd that thinks that government can step in and solve all of our problems, I just, I think that's complete hooey and nonsense. And so then you have that compared in contrast with conservatives, people who believe in limited government, people who believe in the way that this nation was founded. And we will tell you that, God created individuals, and that government, governments among men and women, are a necessary evil at best. They are not something that uh, is necessarily a good thing. It's They're necessary. They're necessary for law and order and for society to, to operate and to function. And they should be used in a limited way, because government at its core is force. Government at its core is force. Force is not a good thing. Choice is a good thing. We were created by God to have choice. In fact, we were created even to have the choice to reject the very creator who created us. That is how valuable choice is to our creator. He doesn't force us to have relationship with him, to believe in him, any of that. He simply says, choose. There are biblical verses on this very subject. Choose in the book of Joshua. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Choose, choice. There's all sorts of verses. I don't want to get into that and make it sound like a sermon here this morning, but I do want to, to compare and contrast those two diametrically opposed ideologies because and worldviews because that is what is fueling the hatred, angst, and animosity, that, that coupled with deception, coupled with intentional misrepresentation of, by the media, by the radical left of conservatives, of people like me, of people like you, what we believe, why we believe it, and that is fueling this, this situation that we have here in this great nation, and we stand at a crossroads. We do. We've got the crowd that thinks that Joe Biden, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were elected to fix the problems created by Donald Trump versus, this is a broad, broad brush at this point, the people who believe that government needs to come in to fix the problems of Trump, and you have the people who believe that Trump was doing things 
uh, to uh, to dismantle to a degree this governmental monstrosity that we had that we have currently and to restore us in some ways to some of these original ideas that America once largely embraced again things like the freedom of speech the free exchange of ideas the idea that people can make decisions for themselves the ideas that allow for free robust debate even powerful you know strong disagreement between factions and parties freedom of religion of expression of speech of assembly people who believe that while the government certainly has an interest in situation like covid and protecting um, trying to to look for public health and protect public health the government also has a role in making sure that they do not overstep their their bounds or the people should demand that the government should not overstep their bounds creating other problems and we're still i mean there's a a ripple a a just a series of consequences that is working its way through uh, through our economy right now, supply chain at the moment. And these things are all caused by governmental action, governmental rules, and I don't say all, but largely. Shutting down businesses, telling people how close they can sit to one another, which family members they can see, and we allow this, right? And so, again, not to say government doesn't have a role in protecting or looking out for the public health, not to say that government shouldn't even say, um, you know, if we need to do something for a short, defined period of time to, pre, you know, to, for the best interest of public health. If that ever happens, we need to, you know, walk through that very cautiously and not to overstep, not to allow the government to overstep its boundaries, which clearly we have here. There's no doubt, but there's two diametrically opposed worldviews and ideologies, and and I'm going to talk about that today at a. Uh, a, um, a group called the Hoosier Leadership Series. And if you're listening to my voice and you'll be there, we'll see you here a little bit later today. It's going to be in Noblesville. Um, this is a, a group that goes through an annual program. But it just got me to thinking about some things I'm getting ready to to talk. And on top of that, I came across something. You've, you've heard me reference before. Maybe you've gone to a site called Quora, Q-U-O-R-A, I guess you'd call this social media site. People ask questions here. They post them, and then other people answer. Other people respond with, with answers. And I've shared on here before, you, there's some fascinating things you can, you can learn. You, you might learn something about, uh, I don't know, the most difficult airport in the world to land a big jet. I'm just picking. It's just random stuff sometimes. And pilots might chime in and explain why an airport's difficult to land at or the approach or whatever, some other things that maybe the average person wouldn't be aware of, and it's interesting. Any number of interesting things. But then you get to the world of of politics here, and you have questions and answers about politics. And Quora, as the case is with most uh, most sites, most social media sites, leans to the left. Now we on here, by the way, we lean to the right. In fact, that reminds me, I should probably give you a verbal disclosure statement here for your own safety. If you're driving down the road, listening to my voice, that 
and my vast team of attorneys have, have put this this statement together, so I want to make sure I get this right. But here at the Todd Huff Show, we say things that may cause you to lean to the right, and as a result of that potential side effect of listening to this program, I hereby want to alert you when operating heavy machinery, including vehicles, including backhoes and tractors, any any machine whatsoever, if you're operating it this morning or whenever you're listening here to my voice, whatever time of day it is, you may in fact find yourself drifting to the right. If you're planting crops in the field, you might find that your rows uh, all veer to the right. I know some of these equipment, a lot of this equipment now you can set GPS, but it's amazing just by the GPS. The GPS can even drift to the right. It's a remarkable thing. So just be careful out there this morning. But we have this left versus right, right? And, and it, gets, it gets intense. And then you're stuck with the reality, because you know this, we all know this, that America has founded the ideas and principles upon which she was built. I'm not talking about, well, I even hate to have to say this to some people, but I say it anyway. I'm not talking about slavery. That is not, uh, that is that is the original sin, as people would say, with the foundation of America. I'm not talking about that when I'm talking about preserving America's heritage and how she was founded. I'm talking about the ideas that the founders uh, were talking about as it, as it came to the role of government. These very things I'm talking about, the role of government, where rights come from, um, what those rights are, how we should live as a, as a free people, what we should expect from our government, and what we should never have to deal with from our government – separation of powers, all these things, the beauty of how the Constitution was created, the beauty of the Declaration, the ideas that were uh, explained, articulated, stated in that document, in those documents. I'm talking about those things. And, And we know for that to be passed on to the next generation, Reagan said that freedom is always one generation away from extinction. Government is all. Me, freedom is always one um, generation away from from extinction, and we have to. It's up to us to pass it on to the next generation, and so that's really the motivation for why I do this program. I guess I don't want to get into all the rationale and the reasons, but suffice it to say that this is what I believe. That my particular role is we all have a different role to play. We all do different things, have different strengths, weaknesses, interests, and so forth, but opportunities. But that's where I feel that my particular role is, and we better start working together, pushing in the right direction, be more efficient, be more productive, be better at convincing, communicating with the next generation because we have to persuade people in order in order to see the needle move, in order to see America, uh, American freedom not vanish. I know that that sounds crazy to some, the idea of American freedom no longer being passed along to the next generation, but it is, a certain, it is certainly a possibility. Freedom is not guaranteed. In fact, freedom over the course of history of this, of this world is not the common state of affairs between government and its citizens. It's just simply not. People have been mistreated by their own governments 
throughout history, and I've shared on here before in the 20th century alone, it is estimated that at least 100 million people were killed by their own governments, by totalitarian governments in the 20th century alone, from Hitler's Nazi Germany to Mao's communist China to Stalin's communist Russia, and on and on like Pol Pot, all these other Hugo Chavez, Fidel Castro, the list goes on and on. And the idea that we are guaranteed freedom because we had it last, you know, yesterday or last month, when we understand the nature of mankind, humankind, and we understand the nature of government is to grow, and that governments abuse their power, and that the Constitution is being completely trampled upon, and that rights and liberties and freedoms are being eroded on a consistent, steady basis. We realize we have to get involved here and begin to fight back and not just fight on Facebook and not just go to our echo chambers and say things where people say, yeah, that's right, tell them what's up. I mean, that's fine, I guess, at some point, but we have to persuade. And persuading is much different than simply being right, and people are just overwhelmed by our rightness or our correct way of thinking. There's so much more to it. And that's what I want to talk about today. And there's a, something someone wrote on Quora, which is why I reference Quora. And I'm preparing for this, you know, to, to talk and to share this afternoon with um, the group of the Hoosier Leadership Series. So that's kind of where I'm coming from along in this segment. We're going to do that today. And it might, it might lead into discussions of certain other issues as, as just the, the process of sharing thoughts and ideas, you know, happen on this program, but that's what we're going to discuss. So you're going to have to sit tight here. It's time for a timeout. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Friends, by the way, today's program brought to you in part by our friends at Care to Change. Care to Change in Avon and now Brownsburg, providing counseling services to those uh, seeking out help and processing a variety of, of issues. Uh, Care to Change. Care to Change dot org is the website. Care to Change dot org. Check them out, and um, it's a good place. I've I know several people over there, and they're just a, a well-run, good organization. Um, I encourage you, your church, anyone that you're that you know of that may need uh, mental health services and counseling services. Um, directing them there would be a a very good thing to do. CareToChange.org. So, talking here before. The break, and I referenced this and referenced Quora. And again, a Quora is a place where people ask questions and then someone responds, lots of someone's respond with an answer or what they think is an answer to the question. And so I want to read, I'm going to read this. This is a girl named Ashley responding to this question How divided is the United States? Which is kind of what we're, we're talking about here. So we have to understand what we're dealing with, and then understand the degree of the division and how to go about navigating that, especially, again, if our job is to, uh, to persuade to persuade 
others who don't agree with our worldview, with our politics, with our reverence for the Constitution, for example, and the founding principles of this country. And this has this has to be done. I can't overstate this enough. It's not just about yelling and, you know, coming up with the best memes on social media. That's great. I'm not mocking that per se, but I'm saying the real genuine task of actually persuading people, as Ramsey often says, and this is an old saying, those convinced against their will are of the same opinion still. We have to win hearts and minds. We have to get people engaged in truly believing and appreciating how this nation was founded and that this place is a shining city on a hill. It is not perfect, but it is ushered in so much goodness to this globe, to this world that we find ourselves living in. And it's not, uh, you know, we, we reject the blame America first crowd always, no matter what. People blame America first. When you look at really on the world stage, some truly, truly bad characters. And again, America is not perfect. But my goodness, there is a lot of good here. And a lot of people have benefited from the ideas that have been unleashed in this nation since our founding. Since our, again, not referencing slavery, stop it if that's what you want to say. That's absurd and ridiculous. But the ideas of liberty, the ideas of freedom, the ideas enshrined in the Constitution and the Declaration as it pertains to the government's relation to, to its people and so forth. So here's how Ashley answers this question. I want you to – I'm going to start. This is going to come in. We're going to be talking about this the rest of the program. So we're going to start and have to stop. It's not super long, but I just want you to hear this particular story. This last Christmas she wrote, I was alone for the first time in my life. I spent Christmas alone, and I was depressed. I mean really depressed. This is Ashley again on Quora. Everyone I knew was with someone, but I wasn't. I haven't seen most of my family since COVID started. I don't know why I came here to Quora, pretty much the only social media I have, and asked a question about fighting depression and feelings of suicide, which sadly had been on my mind. Not long be- uh, went by before someone answered my question, saying they weren't a therapist or anything like that, but here's a few things you could do to fight depression. They then offered a private DM conversation, saying no one should be alone on Christmas. I'd been talking to relatives earlier on Christmas Day, but took this person up on their offer. We started a conversation in DMs. They echoed their earlier statement that no one should be alone. Direct messages as DMs, by the way. No one should be alone on Christmas, and we got to talking. Then they disappeared for about half an hour. I sent a quick still there message. I get a reply. It was something like, I should have checked your feed. I have no intention of talking to a Trumpster. Have a merry day of loneliness. Expletive. Now keep in mind this person, and she goes on to have other things to say here. But but you understand. I mean, this is this sort of thing is not shocking, right? This sort of this sort of thing is not is not shocking. And in fairness, it doesn't just happen in in one direction. Although I do think it happens in one direction more than the other. That's the, it's it happens both ways. There are people who you know, would would I unfortunately do the same thing. I think regardless, I've said this before, there are bad people. First of all, the Bible says we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But there, there are people who wake up every morning 
and who are just not, you know, none of us are perfect. I'm not saying that, but just almost seek to, to cause havoc and to, to cause dissension, to stir up dissension and so forth, or to just, to, they're just not good people. And they are in all groups. They're in all groups, folks. And just because someone in your group or my group happens to be a lousy person in the whole country or the whole world, it doesn't delegitimize the things that we believe. You know what it proves? It proves that that person, that person was not a good person. That person needs to change their ways. That person, in many cases, needs to meet Jesus or whatever the case. I'm just, look, you understand what I'm saying. There are bad conservatives. There are bad Christians. There are bad Muslims. There are bad, I mean, liberals. Just it, That's just the way that it is. Now, I will say, I will say that insofar as an ideology or that a, a group's mindset or what a group believes is, you know, th- their objectives and, and worldview is, that can, that can further taint the group. For example, a group of communists are embracing ideas that truly, that truly are the antithesis of freedom and liberty and of the individual, of the way that we were created in the image of God. And that is just a bad ideology. There can there can be good people of that group who who are just confused and and mis, misunderstand things and just need a to, to I guess see the metaphorical light on on human nature, the history of really what communism has been, regardless of what they say it is, the history of oppression and death and gulags and the rest. But my point is, just because someone's a bad person doesn't discredit a group's ideology or a group's worldview if, if there's a bad person. It makes them just like any other group comprised of human beings. It makes them – it just means that there's bad people and bad apples in any group. And so this poor girl who was dealing with suicidal thoughts was getting help from someone on social media until that person found out that she was uh, voted for Donald Trump. And then that person completely changed their tune according to what she's writing here and said, you know what? You deserve to be lonely on Christmas, you blankety blank. Just think about the horrific, (laughs) how horrible that is. Whoever wrote that, if this is true, is a horrible human being or at least had a moment of being a horrible human being. And you think, here is an opportunity for this anti-Trumper or whatever this person was, this pro-Biden person. If this person would have treated this lady with continued dignity and respect, as this person wrote and said, no one deserves to be alone on Christmas, right? No one deserves that. Oh, you're a Trumpster? Okay, I don't like Trump, but you know what? You're still a human being. That person may have actually persuaded, I don't know, this person, or she might have heard this person's worldview differently if she treated, if she was treated by this other individual. I don't know if the other individual is a guy or a girl. I, have no, I don't know if it even says. But how much more effective would that have been if, if they simply engaged? Instead of saying you're now a second-class citizen, you need to be basically eliminated, ignored, 
you know, from existence. You, you need to be sniffed out of existence. And if you are a Trump supporter, you deserve to be alone on Christmas. I stand corrected is effectively the answer here. Does that sound like a reasonable series of events to you? And then ask yourself, how many times do we see people who are convicted conservatives or or whatever, maybe not resort to that type of thing, but are we really engaging in, in things that might actually persuade someone to get them to listen? To try to, and I've got some things I want to share, some some really simple tips that I think can help you. They've helped me. They've helped me in my dealings with people who don't agree with me. And why would you why would you literally want to tell somebody who disagrees with you, people that you know you have to ultimately persuade to your way of life, thinking, not your way of life, not every detail, but to your political ideology. If you're concerned about the survival of your ideology or your nation being healthy and surviving and thriving, freedom being passed on to the next generation, if you're concerned about these things, why would you immediately act like this, like this individual did, towards those that you have to convince? It's just so backwards to me. It's so backwards to me. But, I'm, I mean, look, it's, they're not going to be persuasive, but we have, to, we have to handle these things differently, and there's some things that we can do, and I'll share those when we get back. Quick time out back here in just a minute. I've gotten us a little bit off track on time here this morning, so this will be a short, a short segment. But basically, we, you know, if we are given an opportunity to interact with someone who doesn't agree with us, and and the opportunity presents itself to, I don't know, create relationship, and to, I don't know, just a, be a human being, as this, as we referenced last segment with this lady who found someone that was helping her with her suicidal thoughts until that person found out she was a trumper, as this person said. And then, of course, they deserved, she deserved in the minds of this radical leftist or anti-trumper or whatever, she deserved to be alone at Christmas. That seems very logical, right? Of course, it's absurd. But um, this is the world in which we live. And we've seen this. We've all seen stuff like this. But the question really isn't, what these other idiots and morons are doing out there with their behavior. The question is, how do we how do we handle this? How do we handle this? And and there's some things and this is really again the premise or the the we I actually have a, a course that we're working on for CNBU, Conservative Not Better University. And it's designed to help people become more effective conservative communicators. There's a whole series of things we're going to go through. Um, and, and discuss. It's a newer class that I'm, I'm working on. If you're interested in that, and I just had Oz here check to make sure we can take a uh, a text. But if you're interested in, in maybe being a part of that uh, when we launch that program, if you want to pre-register, just have interest in it, you can text, just text CNBU, Conservative Not Bitter University, CNBU to 317 455 5250 317 
four five 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 two five zero. But there are things that we can do, and I'm going to share as much of that as I can now, um, because this to me, this is the critical component to me. Yes, we need politicians who are both conservative and strong-willed, who don't cower, who don't back down from principle. That's all true. But folks, we also have to persuade more people to want to seek out and vote for politicians who are conservative, constitutionalist, limited government folks, pro-Second Amendment, pro, uh, pro-free pro speech, pro-Constitution, who want to see this nation turn away from, away from this big government monstrosity to how it was formed um, originally to be this limited, efficient, uh, very targeted type of government, a nation that promoted and encouraged the free exchange of ideas, not what we're facing today. And so there's some tips. There's really, I think, three categories. And the three categories, in my mind, when approaching this, you have to we have to approach it with the right mindset. We have to, you know, we have to kind of be the right type of person. We can't be like this. And I'm not suggesting you are or that I am. I'm just, you know, stating I, what I think are the ingredients here. You, you have to be the right type of person, have the right type of motivations. You have to, we have to have a ba- an understanding of the basics. We don't have to know as much as we think we do, but we have to have an understanding of the basics and some conservative principles and foundations. And then there's an art, the art of persuasion. We have to learn that. And there's a lot of this that I learned without even really knowing it, just in my time of being in sales. And sales isn't a dirty word, and it's not about manipulation. Some people make it about that, but it's about communicating, listening, understanding, and then providing a solution to the needs of the person that you're dealing with, a legitimate one. And I think a lot of folks could use a refresher or maybe a first intro course. Maybe you've had nothing to, you know, an individual has nothing to do with selling. There's some simple things we can do to be more effective. You're not going to persuade. I'm not going to persuade everyone. That's not the objective. But the the objective is to persuade those who can be persuaded. And there's a series of things that have to happen in order for that to even be possible. So timeout is... In order here, we're going to pick this up when we get back. Sit tight back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So, 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 there's some things. There's some things that I think we have to be able to do. When we're talking or we encounter people and, and we get to the point to where we can talk about it, and maybe this starts with with your circle of friends. First of all, I mentioned you can't persuade everybody, right? I can't persuade everybody. That's not that's not possible. One thing we can do, this is one thing that doesn't necessarily come naturally to us, is we can we can listen and we can earn the right to speak. I can't – I remember a story of – uh, someone who actually was working with us, she would des- described herself as a liberal Democrat. And for the first few weeks, I think she just wanted to fight with me politically. And I just, I didn't. 
I let her say whatever she wanted and just listened. And finally, she started asking me what I thought, which was this is interesting to me. And over the course of time, um, as crazy as it sounds, without violating any of my own principles, this self-proclaimed liberal Democrat and I agreed on a pretty big chunk of things. Again, without me compromising principle. And at one point, she said, Todd, I can... <laughs> I'm just telling you, just, just, this is not about, this could happen, this could be said of any person that takes the time to do this. It's probably been said, you've probably had these things said about you by someone or thought about you, but she told me I could never vote for a conservative Republican, but I could vote for you. And I told her, that's not true. It's just that you happen to, to get to know me and you understand these ideas are not as terrible as you may have been led to believe. That they are. Not only should we earn the right to speak and listen, when we do speak, we should ask questions. The Socratic method is a good thing, folks. Socratic method and, and asking questions. In fact, I also encourage you to, for those of you, well, if you've used or read a Bible or not, look at how many questions Jesus asked. Get a, a red letter Bible and just look at how he. Communicated. He was often talking in questions or talking in, in metaphors and parables more than just do this. I mean, he, he, of course, told people how they should live as well. But he often pulled this out of people through, through questions. We have to build relationships. We have to build humans. We can't look at, at his, look at it as though it's us versus them or we're right and they're wrong. It's our job to come in and correct them. We have to have a different approach. Love and grace needs to be needs to be in there. It's not a win-win proposition. We got to polish our sales skills. We got to be intentional on this stuff. I got so many other points. I just I'm out of time here. Quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap up here in just a minute. Friends, we live in exciting times. We we truly do. We live in exciting times. And there are opportunities before us. And Reagan is right. Reagan was right. We are freedom's always one generation away from extinction. And the good news is we live at a time when we have tools and the abilities to impact and influence people, persuade them if we're willing to engage in that. And I'm grateful that so many of you are so i gotta go thanks for listening sdgc tomorrow take care